hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to... Do I even have to say it at this point? We tw- we, we 26 episodes in. The Touch the City ready? Podcast. <laughs> the Touch the City Podcast. You know why you're here. You know why you're tuning in. You know why you're watching us. If you're watching us on the Thursday, it's because... You messing with us. You, you fucking with yeah, the brand. You, you fuck right? with the boys. You already you know. Fuck with the brand. So it's the Touch the City podcast, episode 26. Mm-hmm. I am Fax Mercury, uh, also known as, I don't know. <laughs> He's uh, like, what's the name this week? What I got this name? week? What are we, what are we, what are we slinging this week? What's up? <laughs> what am I slinging this week? Hold on, let, let, me, let me think of something. Um, never mind. I ain't good. Uh, it's your boy, Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. <laughs> 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 oh man we coming to you live september 7th uh what an interesting week it's been uh i think because we were able to do some different things so before we even because we talked a little before before i even jumped too far ahead <laughs> how was your week or matter of fact no no no. before that introduce yourself and then tell me how your week was oh man y'all already know man it's your boy twim back at it again you know aka what am i this week i'm frank tenpenny Anybody from the GTA saga, man, if you know the, the GTA characters, Frank Tenpenny. I don't fuck with the cops, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I fuck with Frank Tenpenny, you know what I'm saying? Because he was Denzel. He was he was based off a of training day, you know what I'm saying? So, Officer Tenpenny, that's my guy. Shout out to Tenpenny. I mean, but who was the voice by? <laughs> like, how could you not nah, love him? Yeah, and he was voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. So, you can't, what? like, yeah, you you got to love that. You got to love that. So, that's like, that's like a hundred, so... You know, shout shout out Ten Penny, shout out GTA San Andreas, greatest GTA ever. Um, but yeah, man, my week has it's been beautiful, man. I've just been chilling. Honestly, just I've I've had time to relax, just sit back, kind of kick my feet up. This three day week weekend has been a blessing. A uh, Labor Day weekend, shout out to everybody. I guess who got their little three day, four day weekend in. Um, you know, we all deserve it, especially given the the climate, socially, and you know, just like I guess life-wise like you know what i'm saying given the fucking economic uh the, the fucking pandemic so um you know i just kind of like sat back i didn't even actually go nowhere you know i thought i was gonna be hitting the beach up i even i remember actually i chopped it up with you i told you i was thinking about doing some like beach or we was gonna try and do the pool we just ended up kicking our feet up and chilling back and it ended up being like pretty cool i mean during the week though i mean it was a, a couple of things i feel like I didn't do a lot, but like, I guess uh, not a lot went on, but things like I kind of was engaged on. So like, I don't know if you saw the fucking David Blaine Ascension um, bullshit that, that happened. Oh, uh, that motherfucker David Blaine did it again, I, man. Like he, he's just... what was going on. I was like, oh, David Blaine's doing some shit. And so I was just like scrolling through to like the, the hashtag trying to see like not foot, you know, footage of it or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was just like, bro. It's just <laughs> who else would do some stuff? Like yeah, this? who else? Who else would even want to think about doing something that crazy? Like David Blaine is really crazy. Like he really went out and did what we all thought you could do as a kid: just hold on to some fucking balloons and just and then fly, fly away, over, like up or something like that, or one of those movies. And it's so crazy because, like, I feel like you know, secretly, and I think I hinted like a couple episodes back, I was like talking about how I went on a little bit of a David Blaine bench. Maybe I didn't, but um. You know, I've been watching a lot of his magic videos over the past couple of weeks. And I remember, like, that's how I knew he was going to do the Ascension stunt. Yeah. And, you know, like, you just, like, see his progression and, like, all the stunts that he's he's done through time and, like, over time. And 
you know, like, I mean, I, I assume, I don't know, you, you don't believe in no fucking magic or nothing crazy like that. You think he just no. pulled crazy shit or what? Like, no, like, all right, it's like, all right, obviously, if, I, if I'm being 100% serious, 100% serious, yes, I know it's, it's an incredible slate of hand. I understand that. But I just cannot fathom how somebody could be that good at something. So I'm like, bro, like, it's, to me, it's magic in the sense that, like, you're so good at what you do, like. You can just literally fool anybody. Yeah, like, no, that's actually a good way to interpret it. Crazy. Like you just mastered the art of deception in a way that you, it just looks like you can do it. Be, it, be, like, it becomes reality. And honestly, yeah. that might be. Like, the- how the hell do you like card tricks are just crazy to me in like a certain way, like at least the ones that he does. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand how the hell you're doing this. How, you know, what are the exchanges? Like, you know, because we've seen the movie, like, Now You See Me. You know, they dramatize the shit like that. But I'm like, no, no, no. That's, I could tell that's a movie. It doesn't really look as real. But mm-hmm. this shit is real life. So I'm like, well, what are you doing? So, like, you necessarily do you can, like, do those things and be able to deceive people into believing, yeah. you know, that you stuff going on. Shit, yeah. Who, who did you learn it from? art, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely have all those same like, yeah, I have all those same like feelings about magic. I and mean, you know, I actually have come to adapt that definition that you kind of described there. Just the idea of all right, you're performing something that to the average human being or to the average person, it just seems incredibly hard to do. Or it's like, okay, you just can't fathom or put together how that can be done. Like that is magic when you think about it. So like, you know, whether it's like a David Blaine you know, out there doing his, his car tricks or fucking, you know, putting needles through his hand somehow or through his arm and you just, like, are able to, like, look and see that it's a needle through his arm, you know. Or, like, it's fucking, I don't know, like LeBron James going for 60 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists in under 30 minutes or something crazy like that. You know, when you see that shit happen, like, it's a certain skill set that only certain people can do. It's almost like magic. Like, and, you know, I, you know, I have real respect for him. So, like, when I seat that he was doing that ascension stunt i was like you know what whatever let me tone in and when that shit came on and like he grabbed onto the balloons float up to the sky like that in itself is just crazy like and like the technology behind it everything like around it was just mad cool to see like i don't know i found myself literally glued to the computer actually watching it for like multiple hours it was weird like you know mkbhd was involved it was just like a mad different people involved too in the project and you know that shit was just pretty dope do jump from like 25,000 feet and it was just crazy like when you yeah. see like with the 360 crazy. cameras up there and shit it's just like yo what's so like you know just what? to do what it you... just to do it yo just to do like, it what the hell are you on what type of shit you on this is what you want to do with your life <laughs> like I want to yeah. perform shit that nobody else could do yeah <laughs> nah, I, I never I never understood that man with that dude he, he really likes and enjoys like doing some of the most outlandish things like I mean, he, thing ever. yeah, he knows how to like control his oxygen for twenty minutes because he was like he trapped himself in that water sphere at one point for like over ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and almost drowned himself to death at twenty minutes of holding his breath. Imagine holding your breath for that long, like that's crazy. I think like the longest I've ever held my breath, maybe like two, three minutes. Like I could do that. like that. Yeah, yeah, I could do it like something like that maybe. But like, come on, son, are you serious? Once you go in like thirteen minutes. You want some real, like, fish flow. Like, I, I, that shit is incredible. Like, David Blaine really does make me, like, all right. He pushes the boundaries of what it means to be human. Like, what the fuck? Like, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, yo. 
That's just if, somebody, if anybody's gonna be the first mutant on earth, it's gonna be David Blaine. Yeah, no, nah, man. People be talking about he he sold his soul. I don't even want to get into all that, man. He's selling his soul to fucking Illuminati yeah. and all that shit. That's how he able to pull us. He's like trying to be the first mutant. Like he's trying to force evolution by just putting himself in these extreme situations where he's just gonna like suddenly grow wings or some shit to save himself. Like I don't know. No, honestly, honestly, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, like it's just I don't know. That shit is just hilarious to me. It's yeah. like the kind of shit he's doing because I'm like, I can't believe that it's a human that has dedicated their life to just do this shit. Like, I want to see if this could be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know. I don't know what, that where. Yeah, that's a crazy lifestyle to live. Mm-hmm. Very crazy, honestly. Nah, that boy, that boy is crazy, man. So, like, I mean, you know, I've, I've just was doing a lot of that stuff this week. I mean, you know, working from home, still trip. You know, honestly, like working from home has just kind of like opened, I guess, a new lens on like, I guess, how I would like to work. Like, I, you know, I don't really see myself for the most part wanting to ever go back into office. But man, at the same time, like, I guess like in IT in general, like it just has me so fed up, man. Like, I don't know how much longer I could do it, man. Corporate sucks, bro. It's boring. Yeah. yeah. It's so boring. It's just not. Actually, no, I said really like, no, nah, that's why. Yeah, I totally get it. I used to do, you know, I did IT and I. Yeah, you know, you, said you you had your stint and you dipped and I didn't like, I, I'm not going to lie. I, like, because I was in school when you did IT. So I was still in college. You you like and you got out earlier. Like, you know, obviously you went into the professional field way earlier than like I did. So like I remember in college and I used to see that. I'd be like, oh, I wonder why he left. You know what I mean? But I could see it now. Like I kind of understand, you know, talking to some of like the old heads that I used to talk to, at least in my jobs, um, my last job specifically, because that's when I used to have more of a day to day rapport with my coworkers. Everything else is now Zoom, face calls, remote distance. Um, these guys used to tell me, and I used to look at them age-wise, 20 years, 25 years, IT analytics and, you know, level three support, level three. And I'm like, yo, what? Like, you're okay. Wait, hold on. You're still a, you're still a support technician or some form of a support technician. Like, I mean, yeah, you could be making 110 K. I don't care. You could be making six figures, but you're still a support technician after 25 years. Like your job is to literally listen to a 40 year old man. Or a 30-year-old billionaire or millionaire and his problems with his Outlook email. Like, nah, I could never do that. Like, I, I don't care how much that money pays. Like, you know, just knowing at least the opportunities. And, and life isn't necessarily about just the money, but it's just more about your happiness and sanity. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it's crazy because I know or knew uh, a tier one guy uh, when I worked in, where the hell was I? In Jersey City. And man's lived up in like Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. Talking about his son plays on the same football team as like Diddy's son and Snoop's wow. son or some shit. Cause he was up in them areas and shit. I was like, oh shit. But he was still a tier one support technician. So I'm like, so yeah. you're making six figures and you're still doing this shit? I'm like, you wouldn't want to like, you know, get paid more to do even, you know, not have to still be at like this level. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. in the sense that, like, I feel like I didn't like it because it, it just felt like, on you know like uh, not not really grateful work but basically you're like you know you're picking up scraps of shit nobody yeah. really necessarily thanks you for it's just that constant routine and every time you try to like venture out and figure out some way you know there's always some extra processes that you just can't do and mm-hmm. like you know you could be trying to do something but here comes uh mr executive larry whoever and he has some fucking issue. Meanwhile, you got 40 other things to do, but you got to drop that to go serve that guy. 
Yeah. They were like, you're the last one on the, you know, the last ticket, so you got to follow up or whatever, so on and so forth. Then you go. And it's some simple shit. But the fact that you had to go over there, come back, it makes you look bad because they don't know how to fucking use the computer. Yeah. And then it's like, you didn't do anything. You were just trying to do your job the entire time. You just get suddenly thrown in the shit storm because you're yeah. at the bottom. Nah, just, yeah, guy, that was yeah, definitely a lot of 2017 me. Um, you know, that was my job for the most part. Thankfully, this one is sure, more, yeah, you're, yeah, you 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 know, you get to more sit back. You're like looking at yeah. things. You're administrative. It's like administrative IT. And I always tell people, you know, as you move up that ladder, it becomes more of like delegation. Like work is delegated. Like okay, you know, my work, I might send somebody to do that like type of work. Now, okay, like somebody needs to address this computer. I'm gonna contact a technician, have them go out to your location and address that. You know, maybe if it's a certain type of executive, a certain type of, you know, account manager or something in like, you know, my area, I might take a look or if it's in my office, I might take a look. But, you know, like, thankfully, I don't deal with that a lot more. But like, it's I guess it's weird. In some ways, I miss that because I felt like it kept me sharp as far as like my software technical skills go, my hardware skills. Like, I don't deal with that stuff on a day to day anymore. Like, if somebody asks me about an issue, I'm literally like, bro, you have to call the service desk. Like. There's no way I can help you with this. You have to contact the service desk. I'm an IT analyst. I can't help. I can't do anything for you, bro. And they were like, wait, what is this? Isn't that the same thing? I'll be like, yo, I don't even know what it is anymore. I just know I can't. I don't have the answers to your, your issue. And, you know, I think like that's the thing, too, that throws me off about it. It's like, OK, you know, maybe it's time to move on, at least maybe from the sector of it or you know, find a new field of work, period. You know, I don't know what that would be. You know, I, I guess, like, I didn't even think that far into this conversation. Like, shit, you know, you can uh, you know, kind of exclaim or, you know, pronounce your discomfort, you know, or you know, like the fact that you're not really happy with the field. But fuck, like, what is it next? What is next? Like, what would you want to do next? And shit, I'm not going to lie, man. I really don't know. Like, I feel like there's so many ways to make money nowadays that, you know, if I thought really hard, I probably could figure out a way. But, you know. Like, man, corporate sucks. I don't know if anybody else out there obviously listens to the podcast, you know, can relate. But, you know, these jobs are trash, bro. They're definitely trash. Yeah, it's it's tough. A lot of shit for, you know, the proletariat out there. <laughs> but it, it's just, you know, it's just extremely disheartening sometimes. But it's like there, there's, there are some good days. Like, it, But it's weird, you know. It, yeah. it really just depends on the job, too. Yeah. But even then, like, you know, like you, your responsibility shifts the higher up you go, but it still ends up balancing out in a weird way. Like, mm. it's not like, oh, I have less stress now that I'm promoted. That's what's weird, right? You're yeah. working hard at the bottom, but depending on the job, it also, you're making, you're giving yourself more work with the more promotion. Yeah. You know, like if you become like a vice president or some shit, you got all these motherfucking people talking, you got to do all this shit. I'm like, that sounds really stressful. Yeah, no, nah, honestly, like I think about that all the time. You know, that's realistically like 90, 100 hours. Like you're just in the office doing whatever. Office all the time doing whatever. Like imagine that as like your everyday. Like that's something that, you know, I'm, I guess I'm not scared of. You know, that's not something I'm scared of because like, at the end of the day, you know, you like as I've grown, like, or I guess let me stop. Let me step back for a second and just like this. You know, I've always looked at my jobs and said, like, you know, I don't know if I ever want to own a business. Like, that's kind of always been my thing. I don't want to run a business. I don't want to be some head honcho shot caller for everybody because, yeah, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of like things that 
you know, like it might not necessarily be your forte and that's okay to admit, like there's nothing wrong with admitting that that might not be your specialty and you'd rather somebody else doing that or calling that. And then you work in a, like a sub, like, you know, one of those sub roles that have unlimited earning potential. So in IT, for instance, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can be like the, uh, I don't even know what they call it, the, the C, uh, CITs or, you know, CI, CEOs of ITs, that VP of IT or whatever that sector is. And you might have a salary with bonus earning potential in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like you, your salary might be 200K, 300K. And, um, you know, your bonuses might be hundreds of thousands of dollars, $200,000. Trust me, I've seen it first place in pharma. Like these motherfuckers get phenomenal money. I'll tell you this much though. You're not making money like these engineers. Shockingly. Shockingly, an engineer could make $150,000, bro, off his salary. And then off overtime, I'm telling you, the numbers that I used to see these motherfuckers pull in, and they get bonuses too because they're part of the company and all that. Like, that stuff goes out through the through the entire department. So, like, these dudes used to be living like gods, bro. Like, when I tell you, like, their earning potential, and they worked on their own time, their own dime. You know, when you have these pos- uh, positions of specialty, like engineering or, you know, you're some security, I, you know, I don't know, whatever these motherfuckers Specialty are. shit is, that's, yeah. that's where it's at. That's where I knew somebody that was the tier one. And then uh, it was in a company where it was like technically, you know, smaller companies or like there was one team contracted there to do like a particular kind of work, but they weren't actually part of the company. Mm -hmm. That guy got good with the software they used specifically for them. And when they left, they were like, bro, we need you to come with us. Boom. And like literally like the money he made from that shit. It was like instantly like double what he pulled in originally because wow. that specialty shit. They were like, he got good with that and they left and they were like, okay, we need you. Like if no one else knows this. So you, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you just it off of that. And now you good. And now if that team grows or becomes bigger, you're just, you're just chilling as you go yeah. up more or less. No, nah, that and, and honestly, like that, you know, that's like really the dream. Like, honestly, if I can, like I'm going to latch on to one of these softwares. And that's the thing about life. You know, I feel like ideally I should be trying to find what makes me happy and then look for something like that and try to make money doing what like I like to do, like rather than, you know, just chasing the check. Like, yeah, I couldn't become an engineer. I'm smart enough to just go get the degree, get the money together, get the certifications, get the training to do it. I fucking hate doing that. Though. I'll be honest. It's just not my thing. Like. Like, I'm sitting there studying this stuff, and it's not like it captivates me. You understand? And, like, at that point, if you're not being able to captivate me, like, I've always struggled with that type of learning pattern. Like, I'm never that guy that can sit back. You know, you're trying to learn something that doesn't make sense. That's why, like, even in college, I struggled through college. You know, although I graduated on time and, and like, you know, honestly, with a side, I had a 3.0 GPA. I wasn't right on the money. So it wasn't, like, the worst grades, but it wasn't the best. But like, same thing with college. Like, I couldn't buy textbooks. I never wanted to read the textbooks. Like, I just would be reading that shit. And I'm like, yo, none of this stuff applies to me. Like, it just doesn't apply to what I want to do, what I care about, what I'm interested in. And I mean, you know, shit. Like, that stuff is just so so important when you just consider like, like what you want to do with yourself. Like, being happy and just being able to absorb like, you know, information. Like, it's just so much easier. Like, so for me, like, if I'm reading something, let's say about my PC or something about my car or something about cameras, I can pick it up like this. I can become a master on it in X amount of time. Like I can really like flex my ability to learn. 
whenever, you know, I'm captivated. So I think I'm just trying to find, you know, that stuff like, all right, where, where am I going to be able to take something like that or one of those areas and make it a passion? Because, you know, everybody thinks IT, okay, you're dealing with computers. I like technology, but trust me, the customer service aspect that delves with IT is just a very strange type of service that is just kind of like, all right, nah, my job cannot be the, I mean, as simple as I don't want to dummy my job down to it, but like as to fucking refresh your emails, like your Outlook emails. Like, I just don't want to do something like that. Not a long yeah. time, but well, yeah. so I, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to, I'm going to continue on this tangent. So what <laughs> it would be your next step uh, career wise? Well, what do you want to transition into specifically? Um, if I, I had to make a, if I have, yeah, like, maybe. if I have to honestly, like, say, I mean, my next goal is definitely to transition into network engineering. So at this point in my career, like, I can either go one of two, I could go many directions, but, or I can, I can do anything I honestly want to do. Like, I, I just have enough basis experience. I'm sitting at five years in at some desktop support level one, two, three. I have those levels of support in my on my resume over five years, no, different projects and shit like that that I can claim to to kind of just make it look like, all right, this dude has been in the field. Technically, he's had his hands in networking assignments. He had his hands in imaging assignments, administration assignments. He has so many different things. He's been dealing with hundreds of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but I'm probably sitting in a few thousands in terms of just ticket counts. I've been able to meet SLA goals bonuses i've been you know at the top tip top of my teams i've been able to i manage multiple sites on my own i do that as an actual job now like that's stuff that i can actually throw on my resume to say okay you know what like now i want to become a network engineer now like as a network engineer okay you know what what do you need all right so you need um, experience on the background um doing things in the server room or um messing with servers okay do you have experience with certain x y and z programs whether it's um you know, Cisco based programs or, you know, like anything like that on that side of the spectrum, like they're going to ask me, okay, hey, do you have that experience? And that's where it's going to be like, okay, whatever I have hands on at the job, plus certifications is what's going to be able to make me qualify for those type of uh, moves. And like, that's kind of where I see myself going, because I feel like networking specifically, and the reason why I'm looking at that, I think that I can apply that to some degree on a personal level, whether it's at home, in my friends' careers, or like, you know, even to a business model, like a lot of people, I feel like having strong networking skills, whether it's, you know, being able to establish home networks, understanding how to configure things best, optimize network, um, network setups at home, you know, the wiring behind it, things like that. I feel like it's very, very strong skills that I could apply to not only like what I do professionally, but I think like, you know, in home, just like I said, with friends, you know, even maybe as a career, I mean, independent contractors, I like actually the guy that helped me set up at my previous job, uh, we at the corporate headquarters, we set up the dude that they hired for networking was he was an independent contractor. He was an independent contractor that had his own team of technicians. Like he just was Damn. like three or four guys that like, so you see, like, those are my dreams. And I've had conversations with friends that are in the corporate and IT corporate, whether on the business side or actually on the service side like me. And their idea is, OK, hey, like, you know, maybe down the line, we can establish some form of an IT consulting firm where our job is to consult for your company and establish the services you need. Because that's all IT consult- consulting is, whether it's OK, hey, all right, so you know what, let's establish this purchase order, buy you X, Y, and Z computers. 
okay, we have this service contract with these guys. These are the guys that are going to support your system. What I've learned at least, and I, you know, I don't want to go too long-winded, but like wrapping it up, like being within that corporate environment, especially at my last job, very so more, because I, I was very, very close to leadership on the last one. And what I saw with a lot of the guys making the shots, the calls for my department, my team, our equipment, how we enacted and deployed like new technologies throughout the building services, like, yo, it's such a fucking like shit show as far as like, yo, these guys don't know much, man. Like they really crowdsource the information, whether it's from bright niggas like me on the fucking team or like Mm. the group or the people that are face to face with the consumer every single day. Obviously, some of the brighter minds that might have experience in type of in management and how to deploy things for companies, you know, you might have conversations with them. But as far as like, okay, what is actually needed for you to be successful, successful, successful? Um, Not a lot of not a lot of these guys actually know, like they don't actually have that technical background. Like there's not a lot of that. So I feel like with our generation, there's going to be a lot of us because, you know, we interact with technology so much that. You know, I could tell you exactly what you need to. Well, I mean, obviously, outside of the specific sound engineering aspect of the sound equipment, I could tell you mm-hmm. technically on the computer and what exactly you need to power your exact studio. Though I can help yeah. you support that. I could, you know, even like down the line, shit. I'd probably parlay with somebody and say, okay, hey, X, Y, and Z about sound equipment to be able to provide you a sound solution. But you're a sound, you're one of the audio files, so I would never be able to do that. You're already on another level. So I would never have to fucking go out there and try and provide you an audio solution. But, you know, like that, like that kind of idea, though, is just what I'm getting at. Like one day I would love to do that. So network engineering and then eventually maybe IT consulting where I'm actually running my own business with friends. We're consulting for companies, whether small or big. And, you know, shit, I know my shit. We know our shit. And I, I know we could definitely get things done for people. Okay, then, brother, man. Do that shit, right? <laughs> but man, shit. shit, I'm still on the what did you do this week, man? I still got like at least another four or five bullets now. He said that. Oh, Yo, the man. content kings. Oh my god, we like at least 20, 27 minutes in, man. I'm looking at this mug. Oh uh, shit. Man. Well, before that, my week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go ahead, bro. Yo, tell me about your week, bro. My week. <laughs> Uh, felt supremely dedicated to actually getting out of the house. I walked, I want to say, like, 12 miles this week. Just off wow. of, like, just the shit that I had to do, I just ended up walking a lot. Um, We also walked, no, I'm sorry, we, yeah, we went to the beach, but not, like, the beach, really, just the boardwalk area, you know, took some pictures and shit, bought off the film. Ah, uh, uh, film guys, yo. Y'all, y'all honestly like some cold film shooters for real. Like I know <laughs> y'all were in the, like y'all, you always be laughing at all, man. How come black yo? How come people of color don't know how to take no fucking? How come black people don't know how to take no fucking compliments, man? Oh no, nah, that's you, bro. No, nah, that's you, man. That's you. That's you. <laughs> now you the film, y'all, y'all be shooting. Y'all, y'all got some good eyes. Like she's, at least one shooter to another. One shooter to like. To me, you're a shooter. Like, I respect it, man. I just wanted to get that in there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I like it. It feels easier to Mm. me, honestly. The film just feels like, okay, I, I, what I'm aiming in, like, I'm only, you know, like, it just, I don't know. I just know what I, exactly what I want to shoot with it. Mm. No, I like that. I I love hearing that because it's like, as a shooter, like, I know what you mean that when you're aiming in, 
you you establish the image or you establish what you want or you just like see it and it's like oh my god like wow like okay it, it's like doing exactly what i imagined like and it's it's just yeah yeah like you just you're just you're and you're like oh this exists this is how it looks yeah, yeah oh is- man film i know film probably has that exact type of feel though to it like because you know I me mean? i'm a digital i'm a dslr yeah. shooter i mean yo if i picked up a film camera i know i would never put one down like because um, Shola, he's big on like a lot of like the medium format, the part on um, the point and shoots the really, really high resolution cameras that give you that like just that one to one ratio of just sharpness is incredible. So like when I pick up his yeah. cameras and I'm using them, I'm just always so blown away with the sharpness and just how they feel. It's so different than just like a regular DSLR. Like, you know, and I'm not sitting there shit on. I mean, the A7 III is a phenomenal camera. Same thing with the A6500. Y'all, y'all see the sharpness. I mean, this shit is it's it's a fucking hell of a camera. but I mean, when you look at like just film, like that establishment of just what it feels like, it almost is the candid feeling of just like, yo, you're there. Or you could almost feel like you could you could almost smell the image. You can feel the moods from the image. You almost feel like you're there. Like it will remind you of a moment in time for real. Like I feel like I look at my pictures sometimes and I'm like, yo, you know what? They look cool. And I remember that moment in time. But it I, it looks like, I, right, yo, damn, you made him look like I. Right. You I that like that was like a flick, like I a flick at a moment in time, but like a a a fucking film image to me is always like, yo, that shit is like a real moment like in history. Like that's a moment in your history that your existence. It's crazy because I like the shots themselves, but honestly, the way it looks in the viewfinder is <clears throat> what's crazy to me. Like just the way it looks, and it's like this is crazy. Like I, this is like, this is the picture. I'm, I'm making the mental picture. This is what I'm going to remember more than the actual picture. Just how it looks in the viewfinder. Cause yeah. like I shot her and like, I did a, a specific shot and it just, the way it looks, if it, the way it looked in the viewfinder, I was like, Oh my God, like, this is incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I know, crazy. I know that. I know exactly what you're talking about. No, it's so it's, crazy. It's so crazy. It's I know like, what you're I'm like, I think this will work. And the way I, it looked in the viewfinder, just it made me realize like, oh, shit, this is exactly like mood and everything. I was like, the way it looks is like, yo, she looks like she's in the 70s right now. The way it looks. But I was like, nah, the way, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I hope it comes out how it looks in my head. Wow. I hope it does. So I could actually uh, just describe it or actually you can see it. But if not, then I'm going to just keep it to myself. Yeah, no, nah, that's it. That's it. Like, it, it really blows you away, though, because like now I'm even thinking about, you know, all the times if I've ever taken a photo or even what when I went to the beach like two weeks ago in Long Island, and I just took just those momentary photos. We weren't even like trying to take real photos. It was just like, yo, t- let me take a picture since we're here. So I just told her, yo, go stand over there. And it's like, you know, camera like just cleans up, it focuses. And I know every photographer knows what I'm talking about. When you get that moment of your cameras trying to lock the focus on the person, or if you're a manual focuser, even when you're dragging the focus ring and you see it just blur out and lock focus on the subject. But if it's a really, um, you know, open, like wide open angle lens that could really uh, fucking open up your aperture and give you that creamy bokeh and you just lock onto your target and it blurs that, like it just shit, it sh- it, it almost it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. It's like, I right, yo, wow, like this is real life. Like, I'm like looking at like some crazy shit right here. Like, I don't, yeah, it's, I don't know. But yeah, so that was take up a camera and get that feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so that was pretty much the highlight of my week. Um, and all, yeah, in all honesty, that was mostly that. Just did the same things I'd be doing. Um, but let's jump into it. 
So uh, I'll transition because the biggest thing, honestly, for me, was the RTX cards. Mm. Yeah, not the RTX cards. That shit was one of the highlights of my week as well. I mean, you know, all the information we're continuing to get. I mean, it's just it's it's beautiful. I mean, shit. I I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you know. What else can I say? I've been telling people to do this PC thing for yeah. I'm just happy that everybody's on it. I see people's awareness is heightened. All my friends telling me they're getting 3080s, so that shit, they about their money. Like, I respect it. Like, I'm putting their money where their mouth is, getting the best value. The 3080 is easily the best value at, at the price it's offered, just because yeah. of the last generation as well. Like, the last generation of cards, anybody who's been following NVIDIA cards, I mean, you've kind of always seen, like, historically, the, you know, the slower tier card, you'll look at a four hundred price point, mid tier, four to five hundred dollar price point, and then that upper tier, technically the enthusiast, the, the top end gamer, you're looking at the eighty cards, and eighty cards are typically that six hundred dollar card, but out of six seven hundred dollar card, they eventually like bumped it up to like eight hundred though for the twenty eighty for whatever reason, so they brought it back down to seven hundred dollars, but this time it's offering about eighty percent more performance than the card. That cost a hundred more dollars than it the previous generation. So it's gonna be an absolute phenomenal deal for like people to to go ahead and cop. And I mean, you know, I don't know, shit. PCs are for everyone at, at this point. I don't know about you. I mean, shit. Like oh, yeah. you, I don't I, I don't even know if I have to really explain that to people, but like anybody can be using a PC, whether you're a content creator right now, an engineer, or a DJ, or you know what I'm saying? A scientist that's doing a fucking AutoCAD mechanic or engineer or our, our agriculture architect. I mean, the, li- the list goes on. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah. you do. Powerful computers can be in so many ways useful to your family and to your household, to your existence. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like, they don't realize that they're already into the PC race. They just do it on the other side. Like, when you pick up a fucking iMac Pro or a Mac Pro or a MacBook that costs $3,000 within a a GPU in it and fucking two terabytes of storage with high-end RAM and six to eight cores to 10 cores of fucking processing power. Like, you know, you're really like at least buying into that culture. You're just doing it on the max ecosystem. Like, you know, so like this stuff is, is very, very important. So, you know, shit, 3080, I think I'm gonna get the 3080. I think I am going to get the 30. I wanted the 3090, but 1500, bro. I don't know if I got that on me. I'll be honest. I got a lot of money to spend, man, but like, I'm still very, you know, I I remember when I was broke, man, like I'm still broke. I feel broke all the time. Like, it doesn't matter how much money I ever look at. I'm going to always feel broke, but it's just, you know, I remember when I didn't have a fucking dime. So to me, like to go ahead and spend that much money on like a GPU I still can't do it, man. Fifteen hundred. You're just like, mm mm. Like I'm like, eh, okay, got a you know teensy bit of money, but yeah. not that much money. <laughs> can't do yeah. that. It didn't, that's it didn't like, even, like the, it didn't even matter. That's like if the I, sucker mm-hmm. thing, though. That's that's mm-hmm. like the whole capitalist. Oh, I got to make more money to get the nicer things, but there's always gonna be something nicer. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you know, you but that, and that's just the unfortunate truth. Like even if you yeah. get the art, the thirty ninety. They're gonna release a RTX like tight like I don't know what it's gonna be called a RTX Titan X again like I don't know because the last one was the oh, RTX man. Titan X and they had the RTX Titans or whatever like so they they have they already have those cards but they're gonna release another one that's even stronger than the 3090 so to me it's like you start to look like all right you know what what am I gonna do spending 1500 and then there's gonna be a card that's gonna outperform it 
And in regardless, there's going to be in three to four years, there's going to be another card to outperform it. I might have to sell my card, lose about seven to eight hundred dollars in value because I mean I can't see anybody right now paying more than five hundred dollars for a twenty eighty Ti. And the same thing would happen to a thirty ninety when the four ninety forty ninety replaces it. It's going to lose a significant amount of its value, and yeah. it's going to just like you're going to lose, you're going to waste money. So I, yeah. I'm very so much more comfortable just sticking with the eighty range. Like I paid my my RTX. I have a RTX um, twenty eighty Strix Asus Strix overclock uh, twenty eighty card. That motherfucker cost I think like I think it was like eight fifty or nine hundred dollars. But I didn't buy that. I didn't buy it at that price. I got it at Micro Center for six eighty four. So Ooh. it was expensive. Ooh. I got it for a really good deal. You know what I'm saying? So like you when you shop for those deals and you you know you're bargaining, you can get it for a good deal. I got my 2080 at a really good deal. And I think it was right when they announced the Supers. I just went and bought a 2080. And, yo, this shit's been good. It's, I mean, I'm still pumping out games at 1440p, 1080p. Everything I could run damn near maxed out. Single-player games I run on Ultra without question. Multiplayer games on high. Um, this 3080 is just going to put me in another echelon. And, I mean, at 699 you know, I could sell this card, recoup on maybe like three hundred, four hundred dollars somewhere in that ballpark. Put another like three to four hundred dollars on it to get the twenty eighty. So you see, like that's the kind of cycle that you know you you want from the gamers. Like if you're gonna, they're gonna buy the top tier card, similar to how somebody would buy a PlayStation X. Oh, I said PlayStation X, Xbox Series X or a PlayStation Five. And then in ten years, when the next card comes out, or, or six seven years when the new console comes out, they upgrade the console. Yeah, when the five yeah. years now, when the next top tier card comes out, I'm going to upgrade my card. That's exactly how you want it to be. So that's why, like, right now I'm super happy because, I mean, I've had my 2080 now for three years. So, you know, it, it did its job, honestly. I, I honestly can't ask for anything better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shit, I'm excited. Um, but all right. So what else we got? Let's, you know what, let's jump into, of course, what we've been talking about for I don't know, four, five, six, seven weeks now. Sorry if you hate basketball. I don't know what to tell you, G's, because we go keep talking about this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, playoffs. hoops, bro. It's hoops, man. Hoops. hoops. I don't know how it's anybody. I don't know how anybody can hate like the hoops right now though, because like hoop real hoop in general is like it's the shit. Like, how could you actually hate the fact that we enjoying the playoffs? People out there, they battling, they doing what they love. The NBA has continually tested. Nobody's getting sick. I mean, they're, they're giving us the keys to success as a society mm-hmm. while giving us entertainment at the same time. You know, ain't nobody but, like, our, our, you know, our good brother, Adam Silver. You know, only Adam Silver could pull something crazy like that off. So shout out Adam Silver, you know. But, man, and also just shout out the players, man, for putting on such a crazy show. Because, I mean, some of these performances have been absolutely incredible. I mean, this second round has just been incredible, too. Like, everything is just back and forth. Nobody has a clear edge yet. Uh, so, I mean, this, I don't know. What's your predictions? I mean, you know, obviously after the round one losses, I, mean, I think everybody kind of had those predictions, like, pretty much correct. I don't know if anybody, nobody got upset yet in round one. I mean, the Sixers, I don't know if the Sixers technically counted as an upset. But it's because yeah. Ben Simmons went down with an injury. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. right now we're looking at, I mean, the Bucks and the Heat is almost crazy, though, that they almost, they almost got They're about to go. They're about to go. Yeah. I don't know if they can really make that comeback. You think? I think I actually think they can do it. I think the Heat is going to be the first team. I'm, I'm going to make that prediction just right they now. Off the they're going to be the very first team in NBA history to lose a 3-0 lead. 
And the reason why is because for whatever reason, I don't know why the Bucks choose to play like this, but they are a one-dimensional team. Too many players, and it's, this is like the Curry effect. Unfortunately, though, like it's been ever since more so chased because it's LeBron. He's been in the league since 03. Everybody's been looking for the next LeBron. The same way they've been looking for the next Jordan. You want this wing that is a scorer, can play defense, and can like also like fucking distribute the offense. Not everybody is going to do that. Not everybody can play that like one man band act that, you know, LeBron plays where it's like, okay, everybody stands on the perimeter. I can get to the rack at will with my crazy strength and I'm going to be able to dish it out at all times. One, if you ever run into a team that could defend it, even LeBron has shown it doesn't end well for that. Like, like you, like you need multiple stars on your team in that case, then to be able to beat a team like that when they can collapse the paint. Lock, keep you out, and you're not doing whatever you want to them in the paint all day. And that's exactly what's going on with the Bucks right now. I mean, they really have a situation with Giannis where, like, y'all don't have superstars on the wing, so y'all not – you really can't be on some spot-up 5-4 or, like, you know, one man running to the whole four-out type of offense. Like, after a while, it just it's easy to defend, especially in the playoffs. When you got to play a team up to seven times in a row, there's no way they're going to let oh, you yeah, kill yeah. them. By game seven. Yeah. Like seven. That's why the games look like that, because it's a bunch of defense, people missing, people mm-hmm. tired. It just is, you know, game sevens are sloppy. They're prone to some great moments because it's it's sometimes it's an up and down game, depending yeah. on how the series went. No, nah, that's a fact. And, and that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, it's it's unfortunate, like, to see that happen, mm-hmm. to be honest, because, like, he he's such a good player. Like, so to me, I'm just like, man, like, when you see him, like, struggling like that and you don't want to see him go to another team. But, like, I think the teams do – like, the offense of the Bucks needs to be better run to where – like, it just shows Chris Middleton needs more touches. Like, as a scorer, like, as somebody that can oh, yeah. score from the outside, he needs to be touching the ball to the point where he's but he not needs to just – I know yeah. he's been a little bit cold because I know him for the last few years. Yeah, he's he's he has he's a fantastic player mm-hmm. in the way that, like, he's a great secondary guy. But I don't know if it was touches, but I just remember seeing his shooting splits and his weren't as good. So I don't know if maybe he was just cold and he just caught fire. Maybe he's about think, to get back to it. I think I it's a combination. He was injured as well, too. Then he got yeah. injured, I don't know, a year or two I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was injured, but I think it's just more of, like, I think it's just the way Budenholzer has the offense drawn up right now. Like, if you Ooh, look yo, at the offense. They lose this. He, nah, I mean, he's going to be going. Fired, well, I, yeah. I actually don't know if he's – well, yes, they're going to fire him before they try to get rid of Giannis. They're going to try and make a crazy coaching play for the final year and see, okay, hey, like, who can we get to actually make a push for this title with Giannis, especially his final year. We want to make a reason or give him a reason to stay. Budenholzer just seems to be running this Giannis show. Nah, we got to get it where maybe they need another guard. Like, Eric Bledsoe – the Eric Bledsoe experiment failed. We need to get another garden that can make plays for Giannis because Giannis is not a true point guard. He's a big man. He really is a big man. And I think that he just needs to play big man responsibilities because of the fact that he cannot shoot. And not everybody's going to let him get to the rack. Like LeBron can shoot to some degree. That's why LeBron has just been successful his whole career. Like everybody wants to be the next LeBron, but nobody wants to give LeBron his respect for just being a great overall player. Like, at really just, like, having no true weaknesses to his game. Like, yes, he's not a phenomenal shooter, but he can put the ball in the hole at range. You can't always, like, sag off of him, and he's proven it time and time again in his career. Like, I think with the Bucks, all they got to do is figure out ways to get Chris Middleton more touches. I'm telling you right now, like, the way he was looking, man, I'm telling you, yo, he looked like 
a 60 to 70 percent KD. Like, I mean, it, it, I, like the shots I, I wasn't going I in all the time, but like, I know he, what I said before, line, but I, put it in. I was I was wrong. And just to say really quick, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. This is his so far. Uh, this was last year, 2019 to 2020. Or I guess they cut that off and then they'll add the bubble stats later. But before up until the the bubble, he was this was his best uh, statistically career year. Oh, 20 wow. points on 49, 41, and 91 shooting splits, six boards, crazy four assists, and the least amount of time in some time. He only plays 29 minutes. Wow. So that's crazy. Never mind. Yeah, he's been fine. He, Yo, I guess man. I don't know if maybe his shooting in the bubble was questioned. I don't know. I just remember him. Anyways. Yeah, it's too, but, I just yeah. think it's too much standing around. And it, I think, like, anybody, like, you know, if you watch somebody go the fuck off, and I mean, what? I, I liken it to Warzone. Like, if I'm playing Warzone and it's me and Jock, we're running duos, and, and Jock is going absolutely nuts. And it, it's just an un- unfortunate effect for me specifically. I don't know if it, I can speak for him. But if he's popping the fuck off and, like, I'm talking about 10 kills in the first, like, five minutes, I'm absolutely, like, going to, like, lose the game. Like, I, well, I'm going to lose the game from a standpoint of I'm not going to be able to focus. Like, I'm not going to be able to just kill properly. There's something about it, like, when you're playing the bystander effect. Somebody's tearing everything up and you're not, like, really getting your shit going. Like, I'm not putting the ball in the hole. I'm not getting shots up. I'm not able to do what I need to do to, to make myself effective. Like, that's unfortunately, like, what I feel like happens with a lot of players. And, I mean, you see it with LeBron's teammates. Like, look at what happened to Chris Bosh when he had to be his teammate. To some degree, Dwayne Wade, he wasn't super, he wasn't Batman no more. That was scoring like crazy. He wasn't doing all that crazy shit anymore. Like, all of that stuff, like, unfortunately, like, plays a role. Like, when, you, when you're with a great player and you have to play the bystander effect. Like, and I, I think that, you know, with more touches, it might be an interesting series. Like Chris Middleton might get it going to the point where he's able to get at least one more win. Giannis might wasn't ruled out for the series yet, so he might have a hobbled version of Giannis there as a decoy. Chris Middleton still gets more touches. You still have to respect Giannis because Giannis can get to the rack. He's a big dude that's going to be able to score. So I mean, you you, you still got to play him true. I, I I don't know if the series is over yet, and I mean, at the number one seed, they still have the odds to win the title. Obviously, the odds is crazy low right now because of the fact that they're losing but like this they were the number one team for a reason i'm not ready to rule them out yet so i mean we'll see yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see about them i mean stranger things you got you got you got uh you know stranger things that can happen shit you got the rockets and the lakers that's a good example of stranger things that can happen fucking pj tucker yeah. 26 times guarding ad and ad doesn't fucking score on him one time could, like, could you think that would happen? Like, were you imagining that? Nah, I, they said P.J. Tucker statistically this season was his best defender. So, but, I mean, I feel like people found that out, like, as it happened, though. Like, nobody was seeing that. Like, not somebody was not because they I remember all the thing. Uh, it was that Space Jam edit of A.D. before they started playing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this is going to be P.J. Tucker and A.D. And it was like the short little Looney Tune versus like the Monstar. But then somebody put after that. And showed the stats. They were like, PG, this is his uh, shooting splits versus PJ Tucker guarding. And he, he had him down to like 35% or some shit. That's crazy. I feel like I so wasn't seeing anybody. So talking. I saw that shit. Yeah. So yeah, because I, I kept seeing that. You're right. I did see a lot of that. But then I, luckily I saw that. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Ah, I get, that makes sense. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I respect it now. Like, and I mean, you know, obviously that was game one after, like, you know, I, I, I guess I'm speaking to more so like prior to game one. 
nobody was giving the Rockets a chance to get the Lakers. And that's what I'm speaking to, that they were saying 80's too big. That's all people were saying. 80's too big, 80's too big, 80's too big. Oh, who's going to stop? If they see the Clippers, who got a big man that can stop 80? 80 is so big and so dominant, he's going to kill everybody. Like, P.J. PJ Tucker was able to nullify him game one. By game two, though, I'll be honest, I give AD his respect, fucking cook him. So it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, we're going to see now, that. I remember what's weird prior to that, because I think people started talking crazy. I myself, too, because Houston was about to get the fuck out of here. So yeah. it was looking like oh, they're gassed, that, you know, they're going to be gassed X, Y, and Z on top of all of that. But I remember in the regular season, people were saying, oh, the only team to stop the Lakers is Houston. Yeah, that's all they were saying. And, like, you know. I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I think they still do have a chance, obviously, with James Harden. I think it's a Westbrook. great matchup. Yeah. yeah. You absolutely have a chance because Westbrook was absolutely cold. And, I mean, Westbrook is, to me, yeah. this is just his career. I, I'm a I'm a guy. Like, this is literally my feelings when it comes to Westbrook. I'm not a – That's a good wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, yeah. We're at, nah. You know, it's a dancing like, – you know what it was so funny as you said that was a good wave like i was like yo when am i gonna stop waving i was just like in love with it. i was watching it on the screen like <laughs> yo that's so funny but yeah like i don't even know like westbrook he can be the best point guard in in nba history on one night or he could be the worst. He could be pandemic P the next day. It's so, so crazy. Like, you got to take him. Like, yeah. that motherfucker going to give it 100%. But sometimes you're doing too much. But also, yeah. it could be the holy shit. You are the greatest player I've ever seen. I've ever seen, like, t- pick up a basketball. And, it's, you know, same thing for Harden. Harden doesn't have too many of his off nights where, like, he makes me question. I think Harden has perfected his game. I've become an, like, I was always a Harden fan. Like, the moment he became a rocket, I, I was standing hard, and I'm not gonna lie. But right after, oh, like, yeah, he was crazy. I, I think by year North. two, though, I, I hated him though because I felt like he abused the free throw. But I didn't understand the game at like that his game at that point in time. Like now, I see it. Like he's just incredibly hard to guard. Like there's not, he's literally Katie at the two guard. That's just how I feel about it. Like he's he's more dribbles. Like Katie is more silky smooth scoring. You know, he doesn't do too much to get his score. It looks like effortless is easy. Very similar yeah. to like a George Gervin's effortless scoring. Yeah. And then you That's got what I always say. He's yeah. coming to Iceman. Iceman, yeah. And then you got like James Harden. James Harden is just, you know, dribble, 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 step back, or he'll blow by you and get to the rim. And it's just like, you know, in itself, he's it's just got, crazy. I think he's got the best change of pace I've ever seen. Like, just yeah. straight up, like, how slow he comes, and all of a sudden, you're like, yo, he just fucking flew by. Yeah, it's his size to speed, like, image is very deceptive. Right. If he wants to get to the cup on the fast break, he'll get to that shit. But more of the not, he's he's slowing down. He's no. that shit. And like the only push. other person I think that um can contest with him in terms of pace, like, and can kill you would be, like, a Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson yeah. used to be extremely slow, but his isolation and like hesitation moves, his step back, his crossover, it just used to have people second guessing. Nobody knew what he was exactly doing. And yeah, I mean, he he's a fucking beast, man. I, I really do respect James Harden. Like, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about him. I mean, I think when he runs into my team, the Spurs, he just be choking though. I mean, it is what it is. Playoff Harden is a thing too. Like he just be choking. Hey, he's he be getting it up, but he just don't be getting it done. 
it sucks. Like, he yeah. don't get it done, though, but he's running into tough teams. I'll give him his respect. Um, Raptors, Celtics, that in itself, that's another series. They got it 2-2 tied, you know, fucking Celtics. Yeah, that was about to go one way. That yeah, was that was about – they were less than 20 seconds to being up 3-0, too. That would have been very, very crazy. So, like, I'm happy to see that that uh, series hopefully go to distance. So, that shit is – um. That shit is pretty crazy. Like, yeah, that shit is pretty crazy. I don't know. Who, who do you got winning the title, man? Because I know the Clippers and the Nuggets, same thing. They went back and forth. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. It's, 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 everybody's playing extremely well, so it, it's really tough to determine because I just keep, I don't know, the bubble's doing some crazy shit. You know, like some, it just, I don't, don't want to say necessarily levels out, but like some people are just shooting or just playing at such a high level that you're like, there's no way you can possibly expect this to happen. Like the Jamal Murray shit. Like the Nuggets were good. The Nuggets are great. But, but nobody saw that, the next coming of Jordan. Yeah, nobody saw yeah, that. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is going on there? Or, yeah, you know, guys no disappearing. You know, like, again, another year of Paul George is kind of like having a serious ebb and flow where you're like, wow, like, yeah, we're, who, who's really expecting him to just, again, disappear like that? Yeah, or, you know, um, you know, Houston, where oh shit, you know, like they they're getting beat by you know OKC, and they just look so weird and shrieky. Everybody's getting ready to, and boom, all of a sudden they win on a strange defensive play, and then you know they're back to normal again. Like mm. I don't know, that felt so weird like that sometimes. Yeah, nah, I absolutely agree, and you know, I I want to just say honestly, I mean, I guess I want to say true and stick to my Clippers. I don't know if I'm honestly in the feeling that, okay, Clippers might win the title. I feel like it, this is the most open it's ever been, actually. And I'm happy to see, like, it actually has me glued to the TV set every night. Like, even right now, like, I, I don't know what game is on, but I'm technically supposed to have it on on the side. I'm probably going to turn it on in a second here. But, you know, I'm watching every single game, like, because of the fact that literally any of these teams could win on any given night. And, you know, that's it's, just going to make uh, for a great three minutes left. Boston up 105-82. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, Toronto, man. Toronto might get up out of here. Toronto so might get up out of here. Toronto would play better than this. Toronto, my problem with Toronto, and I think, you know, I guess I saw it coming, is just that they don't have a star. They don't have a star. They don't have somebody yeah. that can put the ball in the hole, man. And people really underestimate the Kawhi's value to that team. Somebody that can legitimately put that ball in the hole at – you know, Pascal had a couple good series and, you know, was a good B star, you know, unfortunately next to well, Kawhi. That's a lot to demand of him. Yo, take us all the way to the finals yeah. again. Not anymore. Yeah, again? Yeah, it's not again? easy to do that. It's not easy to do that. Kawhi showed you that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Let me get this shit. Whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> man, yeah. Nah, the, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for him. No, I'm really, I'm really excited for the at least the completion of the season because once the, that shit, you know, finishes up, obviously we're gonna roll into the next season. Only time could tell, obviously, given the the pandemic and you know attendance. Honestly, the NFL is trying to do in person attendance, so we're gonna see how that shit show goes. That's gonna be like just the determination of just like what goes on next season. Like you know, when we see what the other sport leagues go through, you know, we're gonna be able to see. All right, what's gonna actually be a return to norm for next season because I don't know societally I, don't, I like in the society I just don't see like I don't know I can't even predict the future anymore because I just feel like mentally I don't know what it looks like anymore um like yeah it's just fucking crazy I mean I don't know 
other than NBA uh, fucking actually in the playoffs. You, I know 2K21 came out. Fucking 2K. I haven't played 2K in like, I don't even know how many long, like month, like years it's been. I said months. I don't That's know how many years it's been. I didn't come out to the last one. It's, it's trash or is it like what? You played it? Nah, I heard that shit, nah, I heard that shit was trash. Because I was just looking at shit and they were just saying like the shooting is terrible. I'm starting to see people saying like there are certain badges that help you with it. But people, will, I don't know the way. Also, it looks the same. It looks like honestly everything's the same. Builds are the same. So I was like, this literally looks no different. It looks and like I the stopped, that game. Yeah. And I stopped playing 2K20. Oh, like, wow. After like four months. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm definitely not getting that shit again. Yeah, the, last then, yo, one I got was the craziest shit they were talking about, yo. I guess in the story mode, whatever you go to college and you have a white girl, you got a white girlfriend, and if you break up with the white girlfriend, you drop out of the college. Yeah, like, who wrote that? Who yeah, wrote I don't know why they wrote that. Yeah, it, it's it's so weird. Like I, you know, because I was listening to that and I was just like, man, like. Like I just don't understand. Like, what was the point of why? Why even put that in the game? There was always some such of those cringeworthy moments that didn't make sense in those two K uh, my player stories, and that's just another clear example of it. It's like okay, like you know, even if like the idea is like for him to like I guess try to make it to the league, or or is it that he just dropped out and didn't go to the league? Like, what is like? Did he drop out and not declare for the draft? <laughs> Nah, he uh, went, uh, didn't have a school or some shit. I don't know. It was so, I didn't get to see what happened, but it was just like, he just, I don't remember what that was. Nah, that's, that's crazy. If it, if it's like, all right, he dropped out of school, that's like a little excessive. But if it's like, okay, he drops out and declares, like, what the fuck is the story? Like, and why does it, why does it have to be a white girlfriend? But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be weird as hell. Like if, because you chose a black person, they made you automatically had a black girlfriend. Like, I, I mean, but it's just weird. I don't know. It's such a weird game. Like, that's why I never understood the prelude, like, the story. I'd rather that than, I, I don't know. I'd rather that than just straight up. I don't know. No, I, I do I, I do agree. Like, I, I'd rather, like, they, they could have been, like, a middle ground. I don't know. They could have been a middle need, ground. Like, whatever race you are, they're just going to pair you up with somebody of the same <laughs> race. <laughs> I feel like there definitely would have been an outrage of that too. Yeah, I mean, it would have it would have made sense for that arc though. I agree. Just because if that was the auto generic response that like, all right, he was breaking up with his black girlfriend, so he was gonna drop out. Even though that would have been like a what the fuck, like that don't make sense. Like, like it just doesn't make sense to me. And definitely given that it's a black guy, it was a black character. I've seen in the Twitter, the fucking yeah. boss is a black character, and then the white girlfriend that made it all the worse. Obviously. <laughs> Man, oh, uh, 2K, you doing bad. I don't know. I'll get it. Like if it ever I'm goes tired on sale, of if it goes on sale, maybe. But like, I 2K19, uh, 2K20 never went on sale, so I never bought it. Like, I just didn't buy it. I'm like, tired of that shit, yo. Yeah, I I'm had cool. fun in, in the earlier ones. Yeah, I stopped. I think the last one I had really good fun in was like 2K16. I think. Yeah, 19, I think the last one I really enjoyed was 18 and 17. Those two I had a good time in. 19, I mean, I had a good time in 19. I don't want to sit here and say I didn't. Like, I enjoyed 2K19. Like, yeah, 2K19 2K was the one with, uh, what was it, Young Thug on it? Yeah, Young Thug's album was on that. Or oh, not Young Thug, 18? but I don't, I, I don't know. It might have been 18. I don't know. I think he was on that. One of the motherfuckers was on that shit. <laughs> but uh, I, I got the verses bro i don't know if you you seen that versus shit man versus came on i know we don't i don't oh, really watch him either but versus came on monica versus brandy 
you know, we finally got to figure out who got the boy. Was it Monica's or is it Brandy? You know, the boy is mine. And I, that shit was dope, man. I'm not going to lie. That was like the biggest crowd they ever drew, like, drew in. They had a million people watching that live at one point, separate from their Apple TV viewership, because they usually been pulling in almost a mil on Apple TV as well. So they've, they've been able to take it to a new level. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we kind of like talked about it. And, um, you know, I, I was like on that this week, man. I did that Monica versus Brandy. And, I, you know, I know you, you're a DJ. So, I mean, and you're a producer. You make music. I know now nah, you a D, nah, you be DJing, bro. You be, nah, be hooking it up. Y'all be making a sick playlist. That's why y'all, to me, playlist makers are DJ. We need to have that conversation. You don't think playlist makers are DJs? Nah, <laughs> DJing is, a, is about, the DJ sets a mood where it's supposed to be seamless transitioning in a way that maintains a feel. I feel like so as DJs, you know how to interchange songs to maintain this feel tempo wise. Literally, it's just a constant, you know, tempo and then basically continue to blend and interweave these songs where you don't even realize like how that you've heard all these songs. I feel like good DJs, you they played so much shit. And you don't even realize like that was over the course of like four hours or something because mm-hmm. they're just weaving through all all genres and making it seamless and somehow mm-hmm. making that shit work. So I feel like DJs are different because playlists, I make a playlist, like I make a good playlist, but that's just selecting songs in whatever fashion. You don't necessarily, you can worry about transition, but you can't, it's harder to do tempos and shit like that. Yeah. No, obviously. I mean, with songs like, you know, it's live. You got to line it up to, you know, stylistically. How do you, you know, blend it and stuff like that to make it interesting? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I guess I respect that. I don't want to like because, you know, obviously that's a outside looking in. And, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's like, okay, you know, it's just like really one type of paint for, you know, such a wide array of of fucking colors or, you know, different selections that are available. Like, you know, obviously you're a producer. You like music. You might have sick playlists. Or put together six players, but you know you have respect for DJs, so I could understand that oh, you're yeah. saying, "Nah, DJs they do it like this. Like this is a specific set of how they're creating, you know, their, uh, you know, their their selections of music or whatever they present to you." You're right. It might, I guess, in one sense, like you know, when you listen to it, like DJs they really pride themselves on making sure their music sounds like almost like one continuous flow of just sound. Like, and I, I you know, you go to a party, like you never. Like, what's the one thing you care about, like, with, when the DJ? Like, it's like the DJ, you don't want the abrupt shifts in music. Like, you don't want him to be right. on one spectrum, and then he ends up on some other spectrum. Like, it just doesn't make sense unless, like, the transition or the seam, it made sense. Like, you don't want any of that. So, yeah, no, I definitely I definitely can respect that. I definitely can respect that. And, um, you know, honestly, but th- this music shit, I, like, the verses, it's honestly just had me back in that vibe. So I've just been, like... I don't know. I just been on my throwbacks, man. Just listening to hella throwbacks, like fucking oh seven, man. And like I don't know. I was talking to Shy, like we've been just conversing, like oh yo, you know when we get married, like our DJ got to be like elite with the like oh seven to like two thousand nine, like throwbacks, like that era, like of like maybe oh six actually, like more yeah oh six to like oh nine. They got to be a whole set of just like all that funky music. I don't even know. It's like pop R and B, pop hip hop, like. T-Pain, yeah. fucking Bobby Valentino, Lloyd, you had fucking all these uh, Diddy, fucking Keisha Cole, like all those type of hits. And I, I need all that in my life, man, because it was definitely uh, some good era of music, man. And Versus, it's, it's definitely been monumental and instrumental in just, you know, reminding me and like just, I think reminding the next generation, like a lot of people don't have an appreciation of music. You know, obviously, like, I think for us and like, you know, obviously for you, it's, it's different. But 
Like for me, like I think it's different coming from the 90s. Like when you got to grow up with like all these different type of sounds and you heard these different type of music growing up, my parents was playing music from the 80s and the 70s, even though it was the 60s, like in my household. And it's just like, you know, like that, that type of sound, I don't ever want it to like leave me. And I, I guess I'm not like speaking specifically to 07 and 09, but anytime like, you know, I get into these things where I listen to a versus, it makes me dig up the old songs or, you know, I might look through my playlist and like my playlist. I'm at, I'm listening to Michael Jackson, or I might have like some fucking Teddy down Pendergrass or some shit, or Luther Vandross. I don't know, like some old school crazy music, like chilling in the in the library because of the fact that verses came through, and you know a producer spun his track or a artist spun the old track. So I just definitely been on my throwback vibe, man. This week I've like been banging because of the internet. Childish Gambino, shout out Childish Gambino, that's my shit. Yeah, had me in my freshman year bag, man. That shit like takes me straight back to uh to freshman year man i don't know about you if you got albums like that man that you be listening to that makes you reminisce hard like you just like takes you back to a moment in time oh um like that shit it'll make you have like a lucid like day yeah 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 oh man 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 i gotta think i gotta think Uh i gotta genuinely think i think Damn, damn. I'm really trying to remember. Okay, I know I can say uh, Malibu by Anderson Pack. I can remember everything about the time and like the day that I first listened to that album. Wow. It was such a weird day, but the music was so good. Or to me, I just was not expecting that. Mm. So I was just like, oh, wow, this is like a crazy blend. And so yeah. I enjoyed that. I would say. Damn, you know what? I mean. <laughs> Let me, let me pull, yeah, pull it. Yeah, now you gotta pull that up. Now I find myself like, I think like music period is like very instrumental in doing that for me. As a cliche as it sounds, like obviously music is supposed to be able to usually people study with music. Music is is known to help people remember things. So, but like music has just always been like very crazy. Like you know, I could remember like the songs that I was playing when I met Shy or. I remember the songs that I was like, I fucked with heavy when I met you or the songs that I was banging yeah. when I first met my homies in sixth grade or fifth grade, fourth grade, second grade. What was I listening to in first grade? Fourth grade, what was the tunes out? Like, I said fourth grade. Like, when I was four years old, what was the tunes out? Like, the little that I remember from being a toddler. Like, that shit actually is really, really strong and just helping you mem- remember memory. So, you know, music is really good. That's what Versus has just been very good at. Like, I'll tell you, man, I find myself just tripping, like, through memory lane, like, listening to Versus. So I, I, I really like that they've been doing that heavy, too. Fucking, um, other than that, man, like, this week, I haven't been doing anything else. I feel like, yo, this podcast is dope, man. We've just been talking about what we did this whole week. I just realized, like, we've just been talking about what we watched and what we did. Not yeah. shit happened, though, at the same time. Yeah. So nobody could even fucking blame us. I feel like people like kicking with us. Our conversation turns into the discussion, so like oh. that's that's what's really dope about it. Um, my has been car shopping all week too, man. It's been like sitting here getting ready for the next purchase, bro. That shit is coming up. It's coming up. What is it? You know exactly? Yeah, I know. I know what it's gonna be. I think, and I, I think I've talked to enough people. I don't think I'm gonna disclose it for the podcast. I think you know, obviously, I'm gonna wait. That's just inf- that's obviously just shit that that could pop up, but. I'll talk about, I guess, the selection of cars. I'll just throw the the car in the mix. You no, know, no, no, no. Just, just tell, just tell me after. Just tell me tell, after. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, but I'll tell you exactly what it is after. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, that shit is just crazy though. I've been doing that, but it's just so crazy. Like the stress of just like sh- car shopping, 
how like far before. Like I even um my boy like Yadesh, I mean I I don't even I'm gonna air his ass out fuck him because he 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 tried to play me he low key showed up today and I, I was trolling him for it but he showed up in the chat today in our Discord and he was like he calmly posted a picture on Instagram over the weekend and he was like yo with Bay and Bay dude was posting a fucking M5 competition package bro brand new bro brand new M5 competition package like <laughs> yo this nigga shaking his head. First of all, we like man, I don't even man, I don't even want to talk about this shit. I'm too drunk to talk about this shit. But he did that shit and it was just like, man, like, you know, you see those type of cars, man, and it's just like I can't wait to like that feeling of just getting a new car. Like it's just one of a kind. Like it's just one of a kind and I just cannot wait. Like, you know, the motherfucker he came in and, and he dropped that M5 competition and we was just talking about like all the different cars that I wanted and like all the different cars that is just out there. Like it's such a good like Time, unfortunately, as as shocking as it sounds to buy a car, it's a good time. But at the same time, it's such a weird time to buy a car. Like, I find myself mad stressed to just like, you know, you don't know, like between the make, like what kind of like car, like, do you even need a car? You're in NYC. Like, I know you see it like shit. Do you ever see yourself getting a car? Like, I know you. So we've talked about it, but like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I got to get a car. I, 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 I really love cars, I, but I just do not have a car. And I know it's, I'm just was trying to always rationalize, I guess, spending the money for, but I know like there will be some point coming up where I can afford it. And it's a a decision that I can actually benefit from now Mm. where before I felt like I would have diminishing returns. I wouldn't really do much with it outside of just having it. But now I would be like, oh no, I would use this in a a really good capacity in all honesty. So Okay, I can do this. I want to do this. Let's do this. So yeah, no, I'm, yeah, actually, I'm at a different that, point now. Yeah, no, that that's actually a very like logical way to look at cars. Like you know, I I look back like to even when I got my first car sometimes, and I'm just kind of like you know, obviously I went to Albany. I needed a car. I needed a car to get up and down the state. I was driving up and down the state as soon as I graduated. Uh, even before I graduated, sorry, excuse me, but before I graduated as a junior, senior driving. By the time I went to college, I definitely needed a car because I was going to be going up and down the state. So I've always had the use scenario as a Staten Islander. We drive on Staten Island. We have buses, obviously. And if you live on the white side of Staten Island, you have the train. So you, you ha- we have our means to transportation. But, you know, we, we can travel by car. Like we, Our traffic's not that bad to the point where we can't use a car every day. So it's always made sense for me. But for somebody who lives in Brooklyn, if you lived in Harlem, Queens, you know, Bronx, any of the other boroughs, like it never made sense. Like, you know, if you live in a borough connected with the bridge and the train, which is the other guys, like, nah, like you can get around the city without the need to. I think, you know what, um, kind of like has me now, like at this point where I don't see myself using transportation too much. Unfortunately, the pandemic, you know, I, I've already had my OCD about filth, you know, people's cleanliness, People who just be want to be sneezing and coughing in public with no regard to anybody near them and coughing it up in the air. Like, I've already had my OCD about that shit. But now, like, with the sicknesses, like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's like, you know, American arrogance, you know. I think the pandemic and coronavirus as a whole has made me acknowledge American arrogance to a point where it's like, okay, you could call it brainwashing. You can call it whatever you want. Me choosing to wear a mask for my health is just like me, like being sensible, me 
being upset with the fact that people choose to sneeze without covering their nose or you want to cough out loud with your mouth wide open and not cover your mouth. Or if you cough into your hand and grab the railing that, you know, everybody in public transportation needs to hold. Like, like, what are you doing? Like you, you obviously don't have regard for human life. You don't have regard for my life. You don't have regard for anything that anybody can have going on. So like, you know, you could call it what you want, but I'm going to be wearing these fucking masks. Look, I, I think these motherfuckers out there out West in Asia, because they've been doing it because of the bird flu. They've been ahead of that shit. They've been a, 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 on a lot of- Every flu right season, yeah. let's just put the mask on, yo. Don't even, not? let's not, let's not Why stop not? the corona. Like, it makes Why sense. Not? It, that, shit, that shit just makes sense. We should just put the mask on. I think in sick seasons, when you know people are going to be sick, if you coughing in public, you should be required to it's wear back to, to it's about, Yo, flu season, I'm going back to same type quarantine shit. I, it's getting limited again. Nah, we're in this you feel how cold it's been some of these warnings? Yo, nah, we about to start. Yo, mask out every day, bro. If I have the, the bubble on outside, oh, no, you know I'm going to be masked on. I'm going to have the balaclava, son. You know what I'm saying? Throw it. <laughs> I'm going to have that shit on. And, yo. Like, yo, and it, I'm going to just be covering my face, man, like just completely masked. Yo, I'm going to look on. like the, the fucking like Call of Duty operator with the hat, them goggles, and then like the half mask. Nice. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be doing, though. Yeah, Cal Culligan. Yeah, I'm gonna have that show. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, it's what it is, man. We care for ourselves, you know what I mean? We just try to be healthy, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, like, I think that might be all for my week, man. I I, I don't know if I did uh, too much else. I don't wanna kill you with too many of my uh, other feelings. What, shit, I've been missing anime, watching Dragon Ball and shit, and all that, but, hey, but. you Have you read the manga? Nah, is you know what, manga? honestly. I mean, I guess they bring up that subject like I it's I've been missing anime, man, but I'm not ready to commit to any type of like manga or anime anymore. I don't know what okay. it is like. No, it's like completely fair. I think it's just my detachment from television in general, because I don't watch a lot of TV if it's not sports or anything that pertains to real life. Like if it's not a real life thing right now, I'm not against animation. It's not like, you know, I, I grew up. My parents yeah, that's where you're at. Yeah. yeah. I'm you in know, the same boat, not necessarily like that, but I, I still, I watch stuff, but not really. Like I yeah. do, but don't. So like, there's so many enemies people, you got to watch this, and they just keep piling on. And I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'll ever get to ever, this. Yeah, Sorry. it's like, gonna be a random summer or like a random winter or a random like, yo, ten five years that. later. Yeah, you know, you have a random stretch of time as an adult, and you just want to sit down and binge watch something. That's when I'm gonna do it. That's yeah. exactly how that works for me. So. Yeah, man. I'm just, uh, you know, we chilling here, man. Touch the City Podcast. We out here macking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, thank y'all for tuning in. Episode 26 of the Touch the City Podcast. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us this entire time and that you will continue to rock with us as we move forward into the future. So, hope you safe and you enjoying what you can in socially distance and safe capacities while this good weather lasts and yeah we'll catch y'all next time we out